0: name of the subject tonight is simply grace. I'm excited about also the word tonight. Um, You know, one thing that happened to me almost 20 years ago, next month will be 20 years, is that I did not understand what grace was. I grew up in a denomination that did not teach about grace. And then later I was pastoring a church where we didn't necessarily talk about grace. And I did not hear the subject taught about until I came to Victory Life September, almost 20 years ago. And that topic on grace has absolutely changed my life. So as I begin to recognize and begin to study that and begin to prepare, I believe that the Lord spoke this word to my heart about our church coming into a greater understanding about what grace is. Can I get a witness? And so because of that, I like the subject simply grace. I didn't know Pastor Jacob was gonna be having a subject talking about simplifying things, hallelujah. But we're just twins in the Spirit, praise the Lord, so (laughs) simply grace. So I want to give you a couple of things just to begin. First of all, I want to give you that that word about what the definition of grace is that Pastor Dwayne taught in those days of me coming to this understanding. And he said that grace, you know, I can help me, grace is the power to be what you don't have the power to be, and grace is the power to do what you don't have the power to do. Is that up there? Okay, so let's read it one more time. Grace is the power to be what you don't have the power to be. And grace is the power to do what you don't have the power to do. So if we understand what that is and that that comes through, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, talks about that one of the the things that causes for that to be in our life is the subject about faith. Even in our salvation, for by grace are you saved through faith, Let's do it one more time. For by grace are you saved. By grace are you saved through faith. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So to recognize that we have that grace that came into our lives, that power that came into our life. And so I might just say in this opening point, that the way that that came into your life and came into my life, if you don't know when it happened, that you had this grace, it happened when you and I became saved or born again. How many of you are you glad tonight that you're saved? So when when you became saved and born again, it not only was the forgiveness of your sins, it not only was that, though it was, and that's greatly important. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, not in my notes, 1 Corinthians chapter 6 says that also by that salvation time that our sins were forgiven, that the Lord cleansed our conscience and actually says he bought us with his blood and we don't even belong to ourselves anymore. So there's a big change in us and part of that working in our hearts and in our lives life was the Lord coming into our heart. And by that, it talks about in the word that that was a move and an action of grace. In Acts chapter 4, verse 33, it says, and with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon some of them. So look at somebody beside you. You're one of them alls. Come on. Yeah, you're in the balcony. You're one of them alls up there. <laughs> and great grace came upon them all. Man, that just thrills me. I've said this last time. I'm saying it again tonight. That great grace came upon them all. It wasn't something reserve for just the leaders or just for the pastors. It was for all of them that grace came upon them is what the Word says. So a couple of things. Grace in Christian theology is the spontaneous, unmerited gift of God shown to people through Jesus Christ. Think about that. Second word. Grace is a divine influence operating in and transforming them, growing and maturing them, developing in them from a carnal mind, a heart that is a renewed one. It's a grace that is doing that in our lives. In Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It says in the Word, it says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I want you to hear tonight that that transforming is caused by Jesus. that came to be a part of your life. But part of that work of that, that He's doing in that, is called grace that does it. And so I heard and talked last week, me saying these words to you. That there was an Old Testament grace. Did you hear me say that? There was an Old Testament grace. It didn't just begin in the New Testament. There was an Old Testament grace I gave in the first session. I talked about Noah found grace in the sight of the Lord. It talked about another man that, that grace was upon him. So grace was something that was in the Old Testament, but it, it apparently came to the cross and something began at the cross that was new. Because listen to John chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. It says, And of His fullness we have all received, and grace... For grace, is what it says. So apparently at the cross in the New Testament, there was some kind of a grace that, that they had that was upon them. But when the Lord came to be a part of their lives and came to live inside of them, well, aren't you glad He came to live inside of us? That when that happened, it, it, it emerged into a grace upon grace. That there was another kind of a grace that happened to us as New Testament believers. Hallelujah. So verse 17 in that same John 1 says, For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. He wasn't just one that himself self was just full of grace and truth, but it says that it came through Jesus, this grace and this impartation of truth in our life. Paul said it this way in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 10. Paul said, Wow. He said, according to the grace of God, which was given to me. And I picture that again at that salvation experience that Paul had. He says that when that happened in his life and the Lord came to live in his his heart and his sins were forgiven, that he recognized it and said that grace was given to me. Hallelujah. So I want to ask that one more time. How many believe tonight in this room that grace has been given to you? It's been given to us. Thank you, Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10, he goes ahead and says it this way. He says, according to the grace of God, which was given to me. Turn in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. I'll get there in just a moment. But I began thinking about in our last session together to begin to have an understanding about what this looks like in a, in a great example. And so 2 Corinthians 5, 17 talks about this. So I want to say it this way. Just as in salvation, there were three things that happened to us when you and I became saved or born again. There began this work in us when we became saved. And the word actually says it this way. That we were saved, past tense. Then there's another part of the work that says that we are being saved, present tense. And then there's also, there is a future tense of the word that we are will be, or ultimately will be saved. And one version says we will be complete in this salvation. So there was a, we were saved, we are being saved, and we ultimately will be saved according to the word. Well, as I was studying this out, I found also in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, I found also that the same thing, listen, Listen, the same thing about transformation and us being transformed from the word in, in Romans 12. Listen, there is a transformation process that took place when you and I became saved. There is a transforming of us that we are being transformed by the renewing of our minds. I'll ask it this way How many of you recognize that your mind is not the same that it used to be? <laughs> Thank you, God. <laughs> That we were carnal, and we were immature, and we were insecure, and we had all these things, and so we needed to have a mind change. So part of that work was a transforming us that we're going through. So the grace that's working in us is the grace by the Word of God, by the Holy Spirit, by the Lord that is transforming our mind. Pastor Lane said to me not too long ago, just a few weeks ago, he he said, Terry Brown, I don't know what's going on with you, but you've changed in the last five to seven years. And I didn't say a smart come back. <laughs> I wasn't even tempted to say a smart come comeback. And I said, well, thank you is what I said. Thank you. And, and he walked out of the office and kept going down the hall. And I went, shouldn't it be that way in our lives that not only we recognize something is happening and changing in us, but others can also see it as well? Amen. So because of that, there's a transformation that takes place that others could see that we are changing in our mind. We are being transformed. And this is the way that it says it in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a same person, nothing changed. He is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Some things have be- All things have become new. So had our transformation, that what happened to us when we became saved, old things passed away, and all things became new. We became a brand new creation in the Lord. Now what happens many times is the devil tries to remind you of that old person, doesn't he? Tries to remind you of that old thing that you used to be. Why am I thinking of hee-haw songs? There was a... No, I don't have the mandolin I could sing with. But... The, but the, An old hee-haw song was gloom, despair, agony on me, deep, dark, depression, excessive misery. If it weren't for bad luck, there'd be no, thank you, gloom, despair, and that sounds, that sounded good from y'all, but that's a horrible expression. No wonder people would be depressed and sad and down and out and all those things. If they're thinking about all that's following me is gloom and despair and agony that's on me, come on. And so I'm so thankful that because we can be glad and we can rejoice in the salvation that the Lord's given us is because we have been delivered from all those things and have had a brand new creation experience, amen. So the past transformation, the old things are gone and we are in the process now we are being transformed. It's a present continuous work. And it says it this way in First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. It says, When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man or a woman, next part, I put away child. That's talking about transformation. We don't keep thinking like kids. When we grow up and we mature. And our maturing is in this present tense that we're going through. That we are maturing, we're growing up, we're changing. I'll say it this way from the future side. You're not finished yet. You are a work in progress. <laughs> Aren't you glad that we are a work in progress, that we're not done yet? And it's not us just trying to change and fix ourselves. And if you haven't learned yet, you can't change or fix another person on this planet. Only one you can fix is you. And you can't even do that without the help of the Holy Spirit. It takes Him doing the work in you. I sure wish I could quit this addiction. You can't. (laughs) You can't quit it by yourself. You have to have the help and the power of the Holy Spirit. And by the way, He doesn't just begin to work a transformation of addiction out of you. He delivers you from it. He said that, that, that sin shall have a freedom broken. It breaks that sin. Sin shall no longer have dominion over you. He frees you from those things. Hallelujah. When you can't free yourself, thank you, God. There's a grace that frees us. There's a grace that works in us. The Good News Translation says that verse this way. When I was a child, my speech, feelings, and thinking were all those of a child. Now that I am an adult, I have no more, no more use for childish ways. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not even going to ask you to say that to somebody beside you. They might get offended. But, but if, we re- if we recognize that's what the Lord does in us, right? And to recognize that we are growing, we are maturing, it would be sad if in the church, if we could not recognize we are growing and maturing and reaching places that we've never reached before, going to places we've never gone before. If somebody would have told me 40 years ago, if somebody would have told me you're going to stand up one day and preach in front of cameras (laughs) and in front of people and in front of great leaders, I'd be going, not me. (laughs) But look what the Lord's doing in us and through us. And so... Amen. I'm excited about also those that's watching by YouTube and that's watching by the online community, all those things, because it's also something God is doing around the world. He's not just doing it in Sherman, Texas or Durant. He's doing it around the world. Boy, it'd be exciting just to share what the Lord's doing in your part of the world. What's going on with you guys? I'm excited about being a part of what God is doing in their lives as well. Are y'all? So there's this work that is taking place It's an ongoing process that the Lord's working inside of us. And then it goes on to say that there also will be, just like in salvation, there will be a continuous work of transformation that has future tense sight on it, so that as we're continuing to develop, we we haven't reached a place in our present that we're just totally done. There still is work that needs to be done in us. Wow. And so this is what he says in this way. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 9 through 10. In verse 12, it says it this way, about future tense transformation. It says, For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but then, there'll be a then, that which is perfect or complete has come, then that which is in part will be done away. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face, now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am... No, there will one day be a completion in that is what the word just said. So one of the things that I appreciate about our having our crossing our finish line, whatever that time is in our life that it happens is there's going to be a couple things. First of all, we are going to see Jesus face to face we take our last breath here, we'll take our first breath there in His presence. And in that also of seeing Him face to face in that experience, the next thing that will happen is what I'm talking about today. I believe that it will be a welcome to your transformation being complete. Well done, good and faithful servant. Right? Well done, good and faithful servant. Not you're going to still have some work done. <laughs> well done, good and faithful servant. Man, that's going to be an exciting time. One of these days I'm going to have to get up my nerve and preach about the judgment seat of Christ. Today's not that day. <laughs> but I do believe, as, we hear, as we've as we been taught and hear, that there, that is not a time where that it's going to be a condemnation or a time of, of beating us down. But I believe it's going to be a talk, a talk about <laughs> rewards and look what was accomplished and the things that, that's happened in our lives. I think it's going to be celebratory with the Lord. I can't picture Him going... Well, I'm glad you're here. Well done. Go on in. <laughs> it's got to be, have to be celebratory, don't you think? Yeah. That it's celebration of the transformation that takes place in our lives. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, it says it this way. It says, But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, listen to it, are being transformed... Enter the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So in this process that we are right now, tonight, that we're being transformed, hear what it said, we are being transformed. Hear one more time, we are being transformed. Boy, I sure hope I am. We are being transformed. I am changing. I recognize change in my life. Or recognize places in my life I might need to change. (laughs) But we are being changed. And he said in the writing that's not just, it's not by any other word except he does it by the Spirit of the Lord. So one commentator said it this way this intense and important grace was upon each of them in the church as it as in that which had came over them and continued to be the primary influence in Jesus that flowed through their lives. That's what that great grace was. Came upon them through the influence of the Lord and continued to flow through their lives. Paul spoke this of what God declared to him when he began to talk about a problem he was going through. You remember what it was? He had a thorn in the flesh. Test time. How many times did he pray and ask God to remove it? Thank you. Thrice. <laughs> if you didn't understand what that was, here's another word. Trace. <laughs> three times he did that. Now think, think with me for just a moment. I'll slow down for just a second. Think about that. Here's, the, here's Paul talking to the Lord and asking him three times to remove this thorn in the flesh. And there's lots of different Commentaries and different things about what that is. Don't want to get hung up in that. Just that three times he asked him, and all three times, I like what he said. Listen to what he said. He didn't say all three times, no. <laughs> or just get over it. Or just be strong in your own... Just toughen up. He didn't say those words to him, y'all. What he said all three times was, he said, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you, declaring that. So grace is that the Lord working. And here, one more time, man, it just landed different with me when I was studying this. He didn't say the grace you have upon you. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. So it's a different, for me, it's a different perspective when we're not just talking about something that we've had from the beginning, but we're talking about another part of it is God's grace that is working in our lives. And it's sufficient, listen, if he said it to Paul and it's in the Bible, that means it's sufficient for all of us, right? Whatever we go through, whatever we're dealing with, it's sufficient for all of us as well. What? One more time, whatever we're going through, whatever we're dealing with, whatever we're grappling with, whatever we're fighting with, whatever it is, God's grace is sufficient enough to see us through whatever that is that we're fighting against. Amen. There is a grace for that. So, grace is the power that God willingly gives us to help us to do what we could never do on our own. Thank you, Jesus. It's another way of saying it. I'll say it one more time. I don't know if I put that on the notes. Grace is the power that God willingly gives us to help us do what we could never do on our own. I actually wrote the last word in my notes, and it was the word y'all said. Amen. <laughs> it's a grace that we have. Thank you, Lord. So I want to conclude tonight with just one more thought. I wanted to manage my time. The land of this place. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6. I believe that what, what the Lord said in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 is an important part of what this grace is. And many times we can slide by Bible verses and we don't really land on what we're trying to connect with. When I was reading in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, in my devotion time this morning, I saw it in in the Word where it said, you have been bought with a price, with the blood of Jesus. You're not your own. So even though, and it's important we understand, we are having a transformation, transforming work going on in us. I hear that sense of that completeness though, in that future sense of, where that he says, but let's remember in all of this work that's going on in your lives who it is. I like what Pastor Jacob said last Sunday, who's really in charge. It's him that's doing the work in us. You don't even belong to yourself. He by his blood redeemed and purchased your body. So it's Him that's doing that work in you. So when we hit those places in our life and the transforming part we're going through, remind yourself of that again. I don't belong to myself. I belong to the Lord. His grace is doing this great work in my life. And when you get nervous about things that's in front of you, like standing in front of cameras and other powerful leaders, men of God, and women of God. Wow. Then recognize what the Lord said. You don't belong to you. You belong to me. And I bought you. I redeemed you. I purchased you. And with that, the transformation is going to take place in your life. Continuation. Listen. It's part of that Him saying, I'm not going to leave you or forsake you. Even to the end of this world. I'm going to walk with you every step through this Transformation. And even when it comes time for that completeness, I'm not going to leave you alone. That transformation is going to take place in every one of your lives. i want to read one more time. One more time, then I'm done. Grace is the power that God willingly gives us to help us do what we could never do on our own. Amen. Your turn. Amen. Amen. Amen.